You're listening to episode 63 of the Broken Glass Podcast, finding ways to connect and pivot with Matilda Lindell. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome back to the Broken Glass podcast. Today, I have Swedish singer and vocal coach Matilda Lindell on the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Matilda. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. I'm I'm so excited you're here. Um, you're kind of unique. You've got some cool things going on. So let's just dive right in. So tell me and my audience a little bit about you and what you're doing right now. So, well, as you said, I'm a singer and a vocal coach from Sweden, but uh, now I have two homes, uh, both in the U.S., in New York City um, and in Stockholm. And, well, right now I am in the process of releasing some ABBA covers, some ABBA songs I made my own renditions of. And I'm also, during this pandemic, especially I've been working a lot on my voice coaching business. And so I'm teaching a lot, actually, online, of course, of course. So that's really what I'm doing right now a lot. So (laughs) yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how people pivoted their, their careers and their business with the pandemic. And, you know, luckily we have online platforms where you can go teach online and you can still be involved in, you know, your students and, and, and all that. So, yeah, it's good that, that, I mean, it's, it's boomed, of course. Uh, this was right. not the case all over the world. I'm, I'm sure. Um, I actually in Sweden, it was not so common to teach online and do all the stuff online. Uh, America was much more adapted already before the pandemic. So for Swedes, it was a new thing. And I, I sort of, I took advantage of it a little bit because I, I, then I knew something that like Swedish vocal coaches did not know. So I actually taught them right. how to teach right. voice online. So <laughs> it was, it was good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, no, that's great. So how did you, how did you get into music and into the industry? Like what prompted, prompted you to become a singer and a vocal coach? Um, well, it's, it's honestly, I've just been singing all my life, cliche, cliche, but uh, I just sang. And when I think I was eight or nine, when I realized, oh, there's like schools where you have, you know, more music, like I can make a choice to sing even more. So since then I just did all the singing music stuff I could, um, high school and, uh, and all of that. And you know, music college. And I never, I never thought of anything. I never thought of doing anything else. And my, I guess my sort you know, career started when I was in music college and just had started networking with, you know, amazing musicians and talented musicians started playing more, writing more songs, uh, just meeting more people, you know, and one, one gig led to another and another, and it, it like, it, it took off. So I actually stopped, I, I 
from studying uh, 100%, I had to like limit myself to actually be working. So when I graduated college, I was already working like full time. I had, I really struggled to finish my studies. Uh, so it's sort of just like, you know, took off um, somewhere there, but you know, I, yeah. So I've just been working <laughs> on it since <laughs> in my lifestyle. It, it didn't feel like I, you know, now I'm starting, I'm, I'm going to start working now. It's like, it just happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes music is a lifestyle for people, right? Like that's just, you know, you, you, you grow up with it and that's just what you're going to do. Or as other people, like for me, it's like, what do I want to do? I don't know what I want to do. And, you know, you, you kind of find, find yourself, you know, along the way, but, you know, sounds like for you, it's just, this is what I'm going to, you know, you just knew it from the start. So it's yeah. pretty awesome. That's great. Yeah. You just find yourself doing something. <laughs> then that's yeah. What you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really being a singer is very much my identity. Like I don't, it's not just a profession Definitely not. It's very much uh, my identity. Like if right. I, I've had um, some problems with my voice in the past because of acid reflux, other underlying thing. And, you know, when I lost my voice, it was like, who am I? You know, you get depressed, you get so worried. It's right. like, it gets all oh, my precious voice. And yeah, I realized even before, of course, how much my voice <laughs> meant to me, but yeah, I def it's my identity. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that, you know, things worked out and you're okay, but it's, yes. I mean, you hear about people who go through those kinds of, you know, they, for whatever reason, they can't play their instrument anymore. They can't, you know, sing or, or however it is. And then they just, they lose themselves and it's, it's kind of, kind of scary, but I think in some ways, you know, with you have, you're not just a singer, but you're a coach too. And I mean, it's probably hard to teach if you can't sing, <laughs> but at the same time, at least you kind of have something else, you know, that you're working towards and you, you've got some other part of your career. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely, you hear stories and you're just like, it's, it's hard to hear those kinds of things. Definitely. You, I, if that would happen, you need, really need to reinvent yourself. I mean, that's what it is, but also I think my thanks to that I was a singer and I was a vocal coach and very, very interested in the voice. I knew a lot about the voice and how I could sort of try to heal myself uh, despite my problems. And, you know, I had right. to do underlying causes, but I really, um, I could sort of try to rehabilitate myself with the right technique and really use what I've learned. So it, right. <laughs> it's a good, it, it's a good uh, um, mix to be a vocal coach and, you know, a singer. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you, you know exactly what you need to do. Um, <laughs> do you have a particular style? I'm just always curious, you know, I know we had someone on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, jazz singer. Um, so I'm just curious if you have a particular style that you lean towards when you sing, or if you just kind of jack of all trades or Jill of all trades, I should say. Well, I do like singing and performing all kinds of styles. Uh, it, it's, it's fun to like be able to do a lot of things with your voice. But when I write songs, my music leans towards, uh, I guess it's kind of singer songwriter, pop, Americana, country. I don't, it's hard to put a genre on it, but it's very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do I need to tell you more? No, but it's, 
it's it's very organic. Like I, I write on the piano. I like um, it's maybe it just happened that way because I'm not a producer in that way that I know a lot of. Um, I don't do uh, discover uh, sounds and you know tweaks tweak effects. I, it's not what I'm. It's not my strong side. So if if I knew that better or if I had someone that that I work closely with that did that, maybe my music would have developed in another direction. But now it's very organic, it's very live. The album that I have out with my solo stuff is, you know, a real band. <laughs> and we played at the same time, you know, it's, it's very <laughs> organic and that's very rare right, right. now, uh, nowadays. So, yeah. um, so it's definitely acoustic and very uh, organic, I would say. Right. Well, then you also, you mentioned that you rearranged the ABBA songs. I'm curious about how that project came about. Like, how did that, how that start? And, and what, um, I guess, how did you rearrange them? Because we all know, you know, the, you know yeah. the, the original ABBA. And I'm just curious how that kind of evolved for you. Yeah. It's so great that everywhere you go in the world, it's like, they, you probably know ABBA. I love it. Um, so I'm, I'm performing, I'm one of the lead singers in an ABBA tribute act called ABBA the Concert. And that's actually how I got to spend more and more time in the US and why I'm like currently living here. Um, I started touring, we started touring here and because Americans love ABBA. <laughs> so there was really, <laughs> <I do. laughs> yeah. In Sweden, it's like, we are, I mean, ABBA runs in our, veins you know we are ABBA is part of our culture but it's not so you know exotic and in that way we don't we don't sell out concerts right. in the same way uh, in Sweden like we do abroad so I've been in this band for over a decade and these songs has you know gotten to be become a part of me I, I really know this the sounds the lyrics the everything and also just performing it, I guess, in front of different audiences in, in different places in different cities around the States and, and the world, um, it, they get a, you know, new meanings and new purpose and new, it's like you, you peel off layer by layer. And it's been a great challenge taking on these songs uh, for so many reasons. And I, I think I was a little bit stuck in my own songwriting process and my own creativity creativity so i wanted to challenge myself to actually take these songs that also means a lot to me by now and rearrange them and do something really personal uh from me um because sometimes that is like a good inspiration source to actually maybe go back to my own songwriting now um so this was not so much about the lyrics and the melodies, me creating them, it's like putting them in a new world, you know, putting them in a new space. Um, and I, yeah, well, the process was, it started with, I need to do something really, really different than ABBA did because they did the best pop version there is. <laughs> so I can't compete. Uh, so I just wanted to do something very very um, true to myself, very like, for me, some of the songs have become very emotional. They're very intimate, the lyrics. And I wanted to put the, 
vulnerability and the emotion in, in front um, instead of a lot of other, you know, effects. <laughs> so right. I sort of repurposed some of the songs, uh, but also just put maybe more melancholic Nordic touch on them, <laughs> maybe, and really scaled down and took, took out all the voices and put in strings instead. A lot of strings, very scaled down, acoustic, and just my voice uh, to do something different. That yeah. sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing that. And that's coming out next year, you said? Yeah, so or I have- that yeah. Okay. One single is out. Uh, I released it just before the pandemic, actually. Uh, and then okay. I sort of, you know, as many others, got a little bit thrown off uh, that process of releasing. It was just right. <laughs> just before. And then I just like, what what is happening? Uh, but now I also I while waiting because I, I feel it's it's been it's hard to know if it's good to release stuff or not. And also with right. you know, an election coming up in the US and I have most of my small fan base uh, in the US. So I do, you know, I, I didn't think this would be a, a good time this fall. And also then it's Christmas. So I'm just waiting until next year. Um, but I did release a little bonus video while waiting. Uh, so, which also is on the ABBA theme, but a little bit different. And um, so, it's a, a collaboration with an acapella group that I worked with in the past. So it's just a little treat while waiting for the rest of the EP yeah. out next year. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely, um, I'll go check them out and uh, link to them in the show notes so that way everybody can find them and and yeah. get ready for your, your album next year. Um, that sounds really awesome. Um, I, I love when people take music and then rethink it, right? And mm -hmm you know, it's one thing to cover a song and then have it sound exactly the same. And you're like, well, I could have just listened to the original artist <laughs> and, <laughs> and heard it. So when people take songs and, and think, rethink them from, you know, a different sound standpoint, or I had a, a guest on several months ago who she took songs and they were sung by men, but then she, put, she sang them and put them in like a female perspective. Mm. So it's just always interesting to just, you know, I, I love seeing how people experiment with all yeah. those different sounds and, 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 and perspectives and vision and all that. And then when you do, like you mentioned too, you had the video, when you do a video treatment to it, to see how, you know, that comes alive visually for people too. It's, it's always yeah. really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. That sounds so interesting. I need to go listen to her, her renditions, <laughs> her covers. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you a link. Uh, it was, um, Mandy, Mandy Dixon, I think was the, did it. So I'll, I'll send you a link and I'll link to her in the show notes too, that way everybody can find it. But <laughs> yeah, it's just really cool to hear how, you know, things get rearranged and mm -hmm. you know, what I'd, I'd, you know, I go places and I hear a song and I'm like, this sounds like the original artist, but I know it's not the original artist. Yeah. And I would prefer to hear something like this, where it's, you know, like you mentioned, you stripped out the voices and you put strings in and just those unique pieces where it's it's different so that'll be really cool and um we'll look forward to to seeing that come out in the spring or next year when you release it so yeah well thank you i hope you'll like it yeah. it's, it's gonna be <laughs> different uh so like i mean i think that i hope that not only abba fans will like these renditions because they're very um far from you know abba's sound but still right. they you know, they have that magic of ABBA, of course. Right. 
yeah that we need yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> well you know you mentioned too you know with with the pandemic and the election and um you know we're we're both this actually we're recording this on election night <laughs> and, um it's you know, it is a crazy time. And, you know, I know a lot of people when the pandemic started, you, know, you mentioned you weren't sure what to do, what to release. And I think, you know, a lot of people pushed things back and, or they went ahead because people needed something, some kind of, you know, happiness or some distraction. And it's, it's just always, you know, I, I like hearing pe- people's different perspectives on why they made that decision. You know, um, I, there was an album and Oh, I'm blanking on who it was. It was a, a popular artist, um, went ahead and released the, their album because it was about solitude and self-isolation <laughs> and thought that, you know, it would really connect with people. Um, but yeah, and, 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 you know, we're, we're going through a couple of crazy months here with the election and, and what's going to happen and all that. So it's really, I mean, I, I, in some ways, kind of a guessing game on when you should release something. Um, it's, yeah. It gets hard, right? It's really hard. And I don't think it's ever like a wrong or right time. I mean, maybe, you know, we know that around Christmas, it's just Christmas songs. No one really wants right. to do anything <laughs> else. But I do think there is like a point in releasing anything at any time. You know, you can find it. And if right. you have some fans... Um, they are waiting for your music so they will be there so I think I probably over uh, thought you know I thought of I made it more difficult than it could be I maybe I should have just continued my release as planned but also I was not in the right frame of mind Uh, it was too much like going on I had to pivot my business like all my tours with Abadi concert uh totally shut down. All other shows I had um, obviously canceled. So I had no source of income. I had to like put a lot of um, effort into um, my teaching and building my voice business to Mm -hmm. actually have some kind of income. So, and I was worried, was my mom going to be okay? Because she, her lungs are bad. What, what, you know, it's, it's so much. Right. (laughs) I think for me personally, that it was a great decision for me. Now, when we know more how to deal with the pandemic and, uh, you know, we need to take it seriously still until it's over, like wear your masks, social distancing, do, do the things. (laughs) Now we know. Yeah. (laughs) Now we, I don't, we don't have to process that. Like, what are we doing? What's happening in our brains? Right. (laughs) I want to release music again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is being in the right mindset when you're creating and releasing and, you know, trying to just even run your business and and do your job. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree for you too. You know, you have all these shows canceled and it's like, what am I going to do now? So Yeah. 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 It was a big shift. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, kind of along those lines too, um, you know, we mentioned that you pivoted and you really focused on your vocal coaching. Um, were you in that time still able to connect with your audience as well, you know, through different ways? I know a lot of artists pivoted to do um, live streams and to do different um, someone did like ticketed concerts online and, and all that. So I was just curious, were you able to still stay connected with your audience in that way? Uh, yeah, I, the, live streams was actually new to me. I've never done live streams really. And so 
me, I did it too, uh, because I also like, I missed my audience um, and we needed to connect still. Uh, and I, so I started doing live streams. Um, and also I think my whole, my whole process when like the communication, uh, what do you say? Uh, trajectories <laughs> to my audience became different. <laughs> like we, we, when I emailed them, it, it was not like I could talk about, like, like we talked about how are we feeling? Like what, right. what is going on with you? This pandemic is this and it's okay to feel like this. And, and now I'm feeling like this. And it actually, it, it, it um, resulted in a, in a great thing. Well, I posted it one time when I had this tough week and you know, because of, we don't know, it's just so much energy was put into this pandemic and how to deal with it and what to do with everything. And I had a tough week and I just felt lousy. And I was, I didn't want to put on a show for, you know, my audience. So I, I, I posted about it and said, this is how I'm feeling right now. And this happened and how do you feel? Like, what are you struggling with? And, you know, and also like, you know, it's okay to feel whatever. And that's also what I'm, why I'm posting this. And they were so sweet and started replying to me. Like, I'm struggling with this. This is how I'm feeling. And they were also so great, uh, pepping each other up and saying that we can do this, you know, together and we need to like, you know, we will make it through, you know, they were very, it sounds very... <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a great small but super 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 sweet community and I got so inspired by them that I wrote a song about it so I actually took some lines and phrases from what they wrote and you know made my interpretation of what they said and wrote a song about it so it felt like this post where I actually you know, I was super vulnerable and just poured it out a little bit. <laughs> it, it made them open up and we wrote a song together. So it was like this very, very beautiful experience for all of us, I think. Um, right. So, yeah. So I connected in many yeah. ways, it feels like, with my audience in a, in a new, in like a different level, uh, which I, right. I really love. Yeah, no, that that's great. And that, that connection that you have, you know, when you share things and I think a lot of fans look for that, right. They don't want the, you know, they do like to see the things, but they, they really seem to, uh, connect with authenticity. Right. And, yeah. and that you saying, Hey, I'm having this really hard week. That's authentic. That's you. You know, you're just like, this is what's going on in my life. This is hard. And, and to have that connection and that, just that personal, you know, someone else saying, Oh, me too. Right. I'm, I'm having this struggle as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's that really helps too. people to connect with you and yeah. And yeah. then to become those, those true fans, right. To, to have those people who are, are going to follow you because, you know, um, what is, what's the phrase it's, um, Oh, what you see is what you get, right? Like, it's not mm -hmm. like you're hiding behind something you, you know, that's really you back there, you know, behind that post talking about it. So, oh, yeah. And then yeah. the other thing too, that kind of brought up is that, um, you know, the, the thousand true fans theory where it's, you know, you'd rather have a thousand true fans than like a million people who just follow you. And oh, yeah, that's, sure. you know, to have a, such a great small knit community, there are the people who are going to 
share your music, to share your videos, to share what you're doing. And when we can finally go out and go to shows again, they're the ones that are going to drag their friends to come, you know, see you and your band. So yeah, that's awesome that you had those kinds of connections. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're good. They're great support. And, you know, most often I'm very happy on my, when I'm posting. So I, I can, I can give myself a little bit of like, you know, heavy week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, and I guess, I guess kind of along the lines of, of struggling a little bit, um, the, the podcast, we talk a lot about being a woman in the industry and the obstacles that we face, whether it's even just trying to get into the industry or as a woman. And I'm just kind of curious. I always like to hear if, you know, people have had those kinds of struggles and how you, you maybe overcame them, what you did to, um, you know, if, if you had a, a struggle, just getting, you know, getting your foot in the door and, and, and how you moved beyond that. Yeah, um, for sure. I've had the struggles, um, you know, I've been, you know, fighting for same pay and, you know, being power managed and had to, you know, prove myself in all kinds of ways. And I think early, early in my career, I didn't understand that that was the thing going on, that that was happening. I just felt terrible. I didn't feel confident. I felt like, you know, uh, lousy. Um, even though I felt something was wrong, it, you know, this is not right. I just, it took me a while and experience and also being, I think maybe the better I got as a singer, the more confident I, I, I got on my like instrument and my performance, everything else gets clearer what's going on. And all, of course I saw how my female colleagues got treated and all the struggles and, you know, the common <laughs> denominator. So then I think, I don't know. I mean, it's, it was, it's absolutely been tough because as a woman, you know, if you speak up or because you, you didn't, you're not heard. That was a thing. You didn't get credit for what you did. You didn't get hurt. Like literally no one heard you. Like, that, that could be the thing. Right. <laughs> like you're just supposed yeah. to do your job and be quiet. And so it's hard because if you speak up or if you have an opinion or so you're difficult and you're, you know, and I think I realized the shift for me was when I was like, this is not okay. And I'm worth more and I know my worth and I need to practice believing in myself. Like as I practice my voice and my performance and all of that, I need to practice believing in myself because it's, it's a, big part of of me that you know and i need to practice it all the time because if i stop practicing my voice my my skill i can't sing as good you know as i can't sing as well the same is with a believing in yourself and i also was so ready to take the risk and also accepting that what so what if everyone doesn't like me like what, what am i like if i'm doing this or trying you know putting up my boundaries here. It's, it's so worth the risk because it felt to me like we're, you know, when trying to gain equal respect or proving ourselves, it's like, we want to be this good girl, you know, and we're doing all the stuff and we're like all taking, taking advantage of, and then we become part of the bad structures in the system. It's like, we're exacerbating the, the problem of this, you know, the structures, it's, it's, 
we are part of it. So like, you know, and I, I'm just like, we need to support each other. I need to believe in myself. I need to support all the women in my, in the business. And just like, we, we need to change things around, you know, but I think that was the mind shift. I just like, I need to believe in myself and, and risk, risk whatever needs to be risked to actually do, you know, believe in myself and do the things I believe in. Right. I think we, you know, I know I get stuck in my head, you know, with that um, imposter syndrome, right? Like, yeah. who am I to do this? And, and, and that's, it comes down to what you said, just, you know, believing that you can do it. And I think, you know, that's where we get stuck too. when we're applying for jobs, you know, I, I look at industry jobs and I'm like, well, I don't know how to do that. Whereas, you know, a lot of men will be like, oh, I'll just apply anyway. Right. Yeah, of course. And we, we look at things and we turn things down because we're like, well, I don't know how to do everything on this list. <laughs> and, and that really, you know, it impacts our careers and our, our, our future. And I think if we just, you know, we had that just the guts to just do it, right. Just apply. Mm-hmm. And I've started doing that. I'm like, you know what, I'll learn. And, you know, if I apply for a job and I put that in my cover letter, I just say, look, you know, um, I am willing to learn. I am a quick learner. Yeah. You know, you just have to have to, do, you know, just go for it. Right. And, yeah. and then too, knowing your worth, I think that's so important too. It's just, you know, a lot of us will just take what we're given without really pushing for something more. And, and, you know, when it comes down to, you have a business too, like you have your, your vocal coaching and I have the, you know, podcast management and it's, you know, I wasn't sure what to, to price, at, and I'm sure you probably went through this too. How do I, how do I price yeah. these lessons and, and everything? And it's just, you know, what's my time worth and really understanding that and what your skill and your knowledge is. And so it's, yeah, that's definitely important too, to, to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I, and I agree on everything you're saying. It's like, it's a, it's a process that, and you need to continue like standing up for yourself. It's, it's really that. I mean, I think I'm right. Yeah, for for me was, I think, I mean, luckily there are so many amazing women and men in the music industry too. Mm -hmm. So when I sort of could grasp a little, you know, moment to, you know, get my, a little bit of space to actually, oh, this is me. Like I, I really took it. And that, I think that's, along the way made it like oh this is not okay I really need to do you know that's you know so hold on to those people <laughs> that yes. makes you feel like that yes <laughs> yeah they're they're like you said there's so many people men and women um who are so supportive and and I don't know about you but there's I've come across a lot of different groups whether they're on Facebook or um in-person groups where it's either all women supporting women Mm. which is where I've, you know, I've had the, the fortune of finding a lot of um, guests through these groups and connecting with people to help me on different projects. Or you just, you go into like the Facebook group and you see, Hey, I need help with this. How do I price this? You know, th- an yeah. artist is asking, how do I license? And, and it's, it's really awesome to see how much people are collaborating and just connecting with each other in those ways. Um, I don't know if you've, you've come across any of those kinds of groups too, and oh, definitely and been part of them. I'm sure that you are maybe in the music Biz besties group. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And I actually, I, <laughs> I mean, and I also, um, 
when when I sort of came in in the more American community, I, I got introduced to those groups through other female um, musicians and entrepreneurs that I, you know, connected with. So that's, it's been great and also some other groups. And I found, because when I need something, if I needed a, you know, designer to design a logo or, you know, I, I try to really like, I, I'm gonna choose a woman for this. So it's, it's a great resource to have um, because that's also like, so we can empower each other, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so I love those groups. It's, it's great, great resource just for support or actually finding what you need, you know, and sort of. Right. Yeah. yeah and I know there's groups too in different, you know, music is besties is great and it's, it's everybody, right. It's all yeah. kinds of people. Yeah. Um, but I know too, if there's specific, I know there's, um, some for production, um, I'm part of one in the music products industry. So I think a lot of people too, and, and I know there's a lot of people listening, they're looking for those connections. And, um, so there's the, the broad groups and then there's like the really niche down groups. Like we focus on this. Um, and then you can find within there people doing the, the same thing or similar things to what you're doing. So it's yeah. always good to have those kinds of groups too. Um, so we kind of talked about your, your, what's coming up. Um, do you have, I guess, any resources that you would recommend for other women looking to start in the industry um, or any, any advice, you know, whether it's as a singer and a band, as a coach starting, you know, starting a business? Uh, well, I mean, the best resource would probably be the women around you. <laughs> like start there. Like, I think one thing is that like, we need to talk more to each other uh, about this so we can change this and really support each other. So it's like, I think, not be afraid of asking for help or offering, offering help too. Um, I think that's important because women, we can help each other. And well, other than that, uh, there are, you know, the, the main advice is, you know, not to repeat myself, but, you know, believe in yourself and like practice that and, and try to get some clarity on your self-worth because it's going to give you a lot. Um, there are many podcasts, both for, I mean, musicpreneurs or um, entrepreneurs that can sort of um, guide. Um, I love just, it's, it's not, I mean, I love um, Music Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield. It's not only females though, and you know, but mo I'm sure mm -hmm. she has a lot of women in her uh, uh, community, but that's a great podcast. Um, but there are also like female empowerment podcasts. I just recently discovered the Empowered Woman podcast and it's for female entrepreneurs <laughs> and um, it's focusing on, you know, how to develop your business in a, you know, self-empowered way. Um, and of course, I, you know, I just, yeah, there, there are many resources out there, I think, but like use your female uh, friends around you first. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's the best source. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually just looking at the, uh, the empowered woman. I'll, I'll link to that in the, in the show notes. It's actually a couple with the similar names, but yeah, I mean, there's so many podcasts that I listen to too, that 
I mean, they're not necessarily music focused, but they are inspirational. They help you with mindset. They help you with, you know, even down to like money management and, and just feeling, feeling good about yourself and your, your path and what you're doing. So, I mean, I, I love podcasts. I think they, I would love to be very impactful. (laughs) What was that? I would love to have your suggestions too, because, you know, I'm, I'm a podcast junkie. (laughs) Um, so my favorite, um, is she did it her way. Oh, um, that was the podcast that really got me into everything. Um, got me into starting a business and launching this podcast. Um, I actually came across her cause I was looking for interviews with Jen Sincero who wrote, you are a badass. Um, and that was the first one that came up when I searched on Apple podcasts and I, I listened to that episode and I was like, you know, I really, I like this. Um, you know, it's, it's really about, you know, how to leave your nine to five. And she talks to different entrepreneurs and she talks about mindset. So, um, she's actually over the years become actually my business mentor and I've done some coaching with her. Um, so that's, that's my, my, definitely my, my top one. Cause she got me into the whole entrepreneurship game. Um, what else? There's one and the writer is, um, that one's pretty good. Um, he talks to different songwriters, um, all across the board from, you know, pop to, I mean, pretty much anything. Um, I've heard of that. He's got, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good, especially as for songwriters, right? Like I listen cause I like to hear behind the scenes, like how did they, how did they come up with that and, and what inspired them? But I know a lot of songwriters actually take, take a lot from it. So, um, and then there's the music marketing podcast. So there's, I've listened to, I'm actually just looking them up right now. There's uh, music marketing manifesto. Yeah. Um, one, I mean, not one really great one, I think for entrepreneurs and in, like in the musicians is, entrepreneurs um creative juice podcast it's not female specific or anything it's just a great podcast for uh navigating in like the music business and you know a lot of ads and you know how to treat your fan base like how to grow them right so i like that one too yeah i have actually i do have that one i'm subscribed to that one um there's another two i've actually had them as guests on the podcast so there's uh, the setup podcast with Sydney. Um, she was on a couple weeks ago. Um, mm. she does very similar. She talks to people in the industry about their careers. Um, and, oh. but she talks to men and women. Um, so I had her on and then, um, there is also Sue's from rockstar advocate and I'm blanking on the name of her podcast. Oh yeah. Right the, Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast, maybe? Yes. Music, yes. Yeah, I knew so Musicpreneur was in it. Yes. Musicpreneur <laughs> Mindset. Yeah. 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 Of yeah. We know um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for like, I actually, I have so many different ones here. I, a lot of them I don't really listen to anymore, but those are the top ones. But yeah. I mean, even just searching, you know, music marketing or music business in, in, uh, in your podcast platform will pull up all different things. So, but yeah, I mean, I try to do a mix. Like I try to do some non music and then some music so I can kind of stay in touch with the music, but then also get 
a perspective from different industries, right? You know, it's, it's always interesting to see how, you know, especially in entertainment, how film and, um, you know, I've had people who do fashion and production and, and all different areas of, of entertainment and creativity, but they've all come together around music, right? Somehow they connect it. So it's really cool to just, to hear about the different industries and what they're doing and how they, you know, even tech, like look at tech, Spotify, Apple, yeah, you know, Pandora, they're all tech companies, but they're yeah. all music based. Yeah. So, and also like as a musician, like you need to know, know all the things like as an indie musician, like you can't only listen to music podcasts. You would not like, right. you would not go, go <laughs> it's like, okay, you can sit in your room, write your music. No one will hear it. Right. Good luck. <laughs> exactly yeah but I love the yeah. that other parts too I I do not all of it I must admit but I I do think it's you know it also makes us you know communicate better I think with our fans when we need to like think like a marketer a little bit and so right. it's actually close you know making the relationship closer in many ways so we need it all yeah <laughs> yeah, there's some, you know, I, I read a lot too. So there's, you know, I try to get into personal development and, mm. you know, how can I improve even just th- there's two books, um, Atomic Habits and The One Thing. And, you know, they're, I mean, they're actually not even really biz- necessarily business based, but, you know, just to, to how it helps you shift your mindset. Yeah, yeah. Which is important in business and in your career. And, you know, what are you going to focus on? How can you get rid of the bad habits? What's the one thing you're going to do today? Mm. All those things. And I think they really can impact, you know, your career and your, your business. And especially right now too, when we have time and we're home and, you know, how it really gets you thinking how you're going to shift and then focus on what you're going to focus on too. Mm-hmm. Well, this is great. I, I got some good uh, suggestions <laughs> here. <laughs> Lots of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. I've been working though, like so much here. I thought I, you know, that would not be the case, but it's, it feels like I'm working all the time, which is also dangerous because you're sort of home in, in your space and you, it's, it's hard right. to clock out. It's, it's important, you know, <laughs> to take care of yourself. Yeah. So. I, I noticed that too. I feel like I'm busier now that we're home yeah, <laughs> than I, before, right. oh. you know, I mean, I guess before, you know, I had a little bit of a commute, I mean, a couple minutes, um, but I'd go to the gym, I'd go to other places and, um, you know, come home, do a little bit and then, you know, be done for the day. And, and now it's like, I go from my nine to five to the podcast to other parts of the business. And it's like, yeah, I'm like, I don't stop. So I've had to intent- be intentional about stopping right? Yeah. You have to like uh-huh. set, set times. And, um, I've actually been leaning into a little bit more of, okay, now I'm done. How can I decompress every night and read? And, um, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm half Danish and I've really started to try and implement, uh, and I'm going to probably say this wrong, Huga, which is the, it's spelled H Y G G E. And it's just basically, um, it's a Danish word for being like cozy and, um, you know, connecting with people and connecting with yourself. So I'm really leaning into that. that. How can I, 
how can I implement that for happiness? Cause mm. I'm sure, you know, you know, this, the Scandinavian countries have, um, you know, are some of the happiest countries in the world. So <laughs> yeah, this um, our you darkness know. during the winter, like now it's like constantly dark already, but still, yeah. we're, we're happy. Still we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I've, I've read several articles on it and it comes just from the the feelings and how you create your environment. So I'm leaning into that. And I said, okay, I'm, you know, this is when I stop work, right? I, I'm yeah. not going past this time and then I'm going to spend time on myself. And I think, you know, especially being home 24 yeah. seven, you have to put those barriers in, right? Yeah. It's so great. Speaking of, of like uh, the Nordic countries, like my best tips are light a lot of candles because that's that's like what we survive on you know the candles we we light candles all the time and also we have a lot of fikas and fika is do you know the word fika i've heard it and i'm i'm blanking on uh, it's okay well, well, on what it is fika is just like another word for having coffee or some beverage and okay. maybe some pastry but it's like the social hangout over okay. like paste like a pastry uh cinnamon bun and coffee but it's like the hangout so we like you know come over for a fika that's what we do okay. like we have fikas so we are i think in our homes though with our candles we are socially hanging out you know and having coffee and and cinnamon buns right so maybe that's what what make us so happy <laughs> yeah <I don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean just you know when you're not especially, you know, with the last two weeks with the election, that's when I said I needed to, I need to put a stop on things and just focus on, you know, being present. Right. And I think yeah. that kind of goes along with, with that is when you're, you're having the, the Fika, you're, you're present, you know, you're exactly. enjoying time, you know, over coffee or whatever you're, you know, drinking or eating yeah. with, you know, yes, that's being social and, and that and very well said. That is the whole point. Being yeah. present in the fika <laughs> and letting right. other yeah. stuff go. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great uh, explanation so, of the fika. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what um, the who, who goes about is just really being present. And yeah. it's, I mean, I'm what, four days into it now and it's made such a difference. So it's, you know, no matter what you're doing in your career, just stop and take time for you. Yeah. So, oh. True. Yeah. So wrapping up here, um, coming to the end, um, we talked about podcasts and some books. I was just curious if there's any, any books or any artists that really inspire you and inspire your career and your music. Um, well, artists that, uh, ins has inspired me a lot is, I mean, so many, <laughs> so it's hard to pick pick one but uh as of now like i now sarah Bareilles is really a great inspiration for me i think i connect a lot with her music and she, she seems to be very real you know and uh funny so uh, i really like her music um but i have been so inspired i think what led me to my music is, is also, I, I started, when I started listening to soul, like that was the, you know, my musical brain explosion for me, like Aretha Franklin, <laughs> and, you know, Stevie Wonder. And, and I started there and then like India Ree and, you know, continued with, with 
those and that has sort it I don't really have those um like R&B's soul sounds in my music but I think it's sort of have has have had an effect on, on my music I'm sure um Amos Lee uh Gavin DeGraw is other uh just singers I've been listening to a lot um yeah uh books I don't know if I have any um I have some books in Swedish, so I don't know if it <laughs> makes so much sense. But that, that yeah, but those artists uh, have definitely influenced me a lot. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, what I, um, Sarah Bareilles, and I've listened to her, and then Gavin DeGraw. Um, I've seen him play live, and it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't know yeah. if, the, if it's the piano thing, because they play piano. And I do play, I play the piano. So I don't know if okay. that's why I sort of dove deeper into their, you know, uh, music. Right. Uh, Stevie Wonder plays piano. and <laughs> That too, that too. Yeah. So when I, when I listened to him, that was more in my, you know, high school years when I discovered him, okay. you know, and I didn't play as much piano then. It, it was, so I it was, I, I was, that was mostly, I was so blown away by his voice <laughs> right. you know, and his songs. And it's like, how can he do that? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, but maybe, yeah, absolutely. Maybe there's a theme there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, last question before we go here, where can my audience find and connect with you online? Uh, well, you can navigate to all the places from my website, uh, matildalindell.com. Uh, but you can find me uh, on Facebook and Instagram under Matilda Lindell Official. And um, so go there and connect with me and say hi. That would be amazing. <laughs> I will uh, link to all those in the show notes so my audience can find you and connect with you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Matilda. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, Visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.